Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. China Stories Fixing the High Cost of Rare Disease Treatment in China By Liu Denghui, Wang Weijia, and Tsai Xuejiao Read by Nandini Venkata Fourteen years ago, Tong Tong was diagnosed with MPS2, a rare disease also known as Hunter syndrome that affects many parts of the body. His condition gradually deteriorated due to a lack of specific treatments, and in late 2019, he became wheelchair-bound, and then he was even unable to stand. Without an effective treatment, Tong Tong's condition is likely to continue to worsen and he could even suffer from severe organ damage. His mother, Liu Xia, is desperate to find help. Amid the cloud of anxieties, there is a silver lining for Liu. The only drug treating the rare disease, Hunter Ries, appeared on the domestic market last June but it came with a price tag of 1 million yuan to 2 million yuan annually. That's a burden that many families cannot afford. Like many other rare disease drugs, the medicine is not covered by the country's medical insurance list, which allows patients to access treatments at a fraction of their full price. Likewise, the local medical insurance products on sale in Leo's home city Suzhou, in East China's Jiangsu province, did not provide such coverage. Many Chinese households providing care for rare disease patients, like Leo's family, are often burdened by the sky-high prices of the orphan drugs. The heavy cost borne by these families can be financially crippling and sway patients to put off treatment. Experts and industry insiders say it is important for China to include more expensive rare disease drugs in the national medical insurance list and establish a designated special fund. Though commercial, insurance and charity fundraising have been in place to help those in need, industry watchers say they still cannot provide enough guarantees. In late December, the country added 74 new drugs to its government medical insurance list. That includes, for the first time, seven expensive medications for rare diseases. The updated list includes treatment for spinal muscular atrophy and Fabry disease, which have an estimated 30,000 and 18 1,860 patients in China, respectively. The inclusion is regarded as a historical breakthrough, but 
Health experts have cautioned that this does not mean more of such treatments will be available to patients soon, as it may take a long time before price negotiations can be done for other rare drugs. Still, experts say it is crucial to find a way to guarantee patients' welfare. Wang Lin, the Secretary General of the Joint Meeting of Chairpersons of National Rare Disease Academic Groups, told Saishin that if patients' access to expensive rare disease drugs could be guaranteed, then those with other serious diseases would also not have problem in accessing treatment. Inadequate Guarantees In recent years, some local authorities in regions including Shandong, Zhejiang and Jiangsu provinces have been exploring their own ways to cover some rare disease drugs in their insurance plans. That's amid inadequate guarantees on the national level. However, the National Healthcare Security Administration, also known as the NHSA, which is a sub-ministry-level government agency that manages China's public health insurance programs, introduced a system in August that unifies medical insurance plans across the country, therefore limiting local authorities' capability of making different local policies. Though local government's leeway in providing local medical guarantees is restricted, the two expensive rare disease drugs inclusion in the national medical insurance list has been cheered by many in the health sector. Following price negotiations with drug makers, the annual costs of the treatments were brought under 300,000 yuan. That's significantly lower than the previous annual costs of roughly 1 million yuan. Xie Junming, the chief physician at Zhejiang Provincial Hospital of Chinese Medicine, said that it's like opening a window when a door is closed. He noted that price negotiations are suitable for bringing rare disease drugs to the domestic market, such as a national-level strategic purchase of the medicine based on the total number of patients in the country, which helps reach a deal with drug makers and serves as a signal that the country is treating the issue as one of national concern. Wang said that more observation is needed to assess the impact of the updated national medical insurance list on several aspects. That includes whether the quality and quantity of patients' long-term access to the treatment can be guaranteed. She suggests that commercial insurance and charity mechanisms should be established at local levels as soon as possible to help serve as safety nets for rare disease patients. Supplementary support. In many cities, Huiminbao, or insurance designed to improve people's well-being, has been introduced as supplementary commercial insurance to the basic medical insurance. However, health experts and industry insiders have told Saishin that, in most cases, such insurance products have very limited influence on diseases 
that are not covered by local medical insurance programs. That says patients can only get a portion of their expense reimbursed. In addition to commercial insurance, charitable funding is also widely available as a supplementary support to rare disease patients. Martao, the Secretary General of Illness Challenge Foundation, that's a Beijing-based public welfare foundation focusing on rare diseases, told Session that the foundation categorized patients based on their conditions and provided 50,000 yuan or 10,000 yuan to patients. However, charitable donations are far from enough to cover the extremely high costs of rare diseases, he said. Since 2020, the foundation has paid more attention to provinces where the local governments take the lead in covering rare diseases. That includes Zhejiang, Shandong, and Shanxi. In the past two years, it has raised around 6.5 million yuan in the three provinces, which have been used to help more than 200 patients. Meanwhile, Ma noted the difficulties in getting enough money to match demand. It is not easy to raise money for rare diseases, and a major problem is how to allocate funds, he said. It is cruel to decide whether to give 50,000 yuan to a patient with medical costs of 100,000 yuan or to a patient with medical costs of 2 million yuan. The Shanghai Foundation for Rare Disease, the first local foundation helping to raise awareness of rare diseases in China, also feels that the mismatch between donations and need. Li Dingguo, its chairman, told Caixin that it is not easy to raise large donations. The foundation raises less than 10 million yuan every year. That's a quarter of which is spent on as few as six patients with Goucher disease in Shanghai. Several experts have noted that there is the consensus that the medical security system led by the government, should play a major role in assisting rare disease patients, while charities should play a supporting role. The government should play a leading role and proactively address major issues that are beyond the charity's ability to handle. That's according to a senior expert specializing in health service security on rare disease. Upgrading the national system as charities and commercial insurance companies cannot be expected to play a dominant role, there is an urgent need for a mature national system that covers expensive orphan drugs. Experts have also noted that the demand for the establishment of a designated fund for rare disease patients. According to Lee, although such a fund had already been proposed when the NHSA was set up, Several concerns have hindered the idea from being realized. These concerns have included possible issues with allocating funding for different disease treatments and the uncertainty about whether there would be a significant increase in the number of patients who are in need of the special fund. The economic stress brought along by the COVID-19 pandemic has made it even harder to establish one.
Such a fund is one of the common models used for guaranteeing patients access to orphan drugs globally. Countries, including Russia, Australia and Japan, have already set up their special funds for pricey rare drugs, which provide nearly full reimbursement for patients' treatment costs. A source close to the NHSA said that China's establishment of the funds might not be led by the NHSA, but by private organizations backed by the authorities. The fundraising plan is still pending, and it needs to be a sustainable one that can bring in as many funds as possible, the source said. The special fund could also adopt other commercial or financial models with the basic medical bills of expensive orphan drugs covered by the special fund, while other bills are paid by the commercial health insurance institutions or charities, the source noted. Xie, the Zhejiang-based physician, said that the advantage of the special fund is that it is transparent and run independently. This gives relevant parties clear expectations of its operations. However, Wang from the National Rare Disease Academic Groups cautioned that there may still be many difficulties facing the establishment of such special funds. Further studies are needed regarding the number of patients of each rare disease, as well as other issues including the fund sources and the way to transfer the funds to localities, she said. One expert said that the core proposition of rare disease healthcare coverage is to reach consensus and transform that consensus. The expert noted that there are still major disagreements in the industry on issues like the relationship between different levels of coverage and a lack of consensus, which poses a major challenge for policy making.